Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Adam, and my good friend here, Steve. Good friend? I've never gotten that intro before. Yeah, I've never felt like lying before. (laughs) As we argue over when our favorite cars were at the top of their game. How are we doing, Steve? Good, good. Uh, Another special guest this week. Yes. I'm excited about. Yes, we do. uh, Mr. Aaron McKenzie has joined Mm -hmm. us. Welcome, Mm -hmm. Aaron. Thank you, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, Today we are talking about Mr. 2, the Toyota MR2. And because neither Steve or I have any idea what we're talking about, uh, we brought a recovering MR2 owner with us, uh, Aaron, of course. And which one did you have, Aaron? I had a second-gen turbo, and I guess my only qualification for being on here is that I have the internet and I've owned a second-gen turbo. But I've listened to this podcast before, (laughs) and I know that actual knowledge of the subject is not a prerequisite. Exactly. You know what? See, our fan base is growing. That's right. Our fan base is growing. So that was the one blip uh, that somebody listened to. That was the June blip. (laughs) (laughs) Me and your dad? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's pretty cross with me, by the way. Oh, really? Is he not liking it? He's pretty cross. Because you bring him up a lot? Is it because of this? I think I said he wasn't handy or something. Oh, he's not a fan of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> when are okay. you just going to get your dad on here? Yeah. I mean, he's in another state, but I would I would fly over to Colorado and set up a little mini yeah. studio. Yeah. And yeah. he could talk about, let's see, he's owned a Chevy Astro van, the we Saturn. Haven't, haven't done any of those. We haven't done one. The Saturn, yeah. I think the S2 or something, their, their second one. Okay. Uh, he currently has a Honda Fit that I say is purple, he says is blue. And I think there was a Toyota minivan in there before my time. Oh, we haven't done any minivans. Maybe we didn't. Even, like, we have minivan. not done any minivans. No, maybe All that's right. what we should maybe do. Maybe that's next week. Okay. Maybe that's next you week. You do realize that they managed to get Neil Armstrong talking from the surface of the moon. Like, I'm thinking you could do a remote link up with your dad. Uh, I, I am nowhere near as sophisticated as NASA, and I'm, I'm okay <laughs> to admit that. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would just be me on a phone. And Steve would have to hold it up to the yeah, microphone over yeah, here. Yeah, just put him on speaker. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's okay. Well, we'll keep it an open invite. Okay. Okay. And uh, whenever he's ready. Uh, so the MR2, it's it's special, apparently, I guess. I don't three, know. What, three generations? Three generations it lasted. Kind of debuted in, ooh, I had it written down here. Do, 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 do. 1983, Tokyo Auto Show. Um, basically, Toyota was inspired by... Other mid-engine small cars, uh, Porsche 914, Fiat X19, Lancey Scorpion, and, of course, the Pontiac Fiero. Yes. Um, so that's kind of what they were going for. And, yeah, it lasted across three generations. The Mark One was a bit of a parts bin special uh, with the engine, the, the suspension components, and plenty of the interior switch gear coming from Corollas. The Mark Two in the 90s really followed the Supra and the RX-7 of the same generation of going upscale, more expensive, more refined, and heavier, but with way better looks than the Mark 1s. And finally, Mark 3... Wait, hang on. Well, that's an opinion. Yeah, and it's a correct one. Okay, okay. (laughs) Keep in mind, your cars have a lot of stickers on them. (laughs) And and one's not real. But go ahead. All the stickers are real. The stickers are real. All the stickers are real. Yeah. Uh, The Mark 3 MR2 in the 2000s was more of a back-to-basics approach. Uh, it got back to the size of the Mark One, but then also the power dropped too. There was absolutely no turbo uh, offered at all on the Mark Three. Uh, that and 2005 was the last year for the MR2 Spider in the U.S. It is the rarest MR2, only 27,000 sold. So, since I don't trust you, mm-hmm. Aaron, do you want to share any information that would probably be correct? Well, I I think it's like a lot of cars that. Like the Fiero, you mentioned the Fiero, for example. That didn't start out as 
a sports car. Pontiac didn't intend that to be a sports car. What? And well, they succeeded. What? And they <laughs> succeeded for the most part. Stop it. It didn't really become a, a decent car until its, its last year. But the MR2 also was not intended as a sports car. It was supposed to be an economical commuter car. Back in the days when just these car makers, like you mentioned Lancia, for example, or Pontiac, would just make a mid-engine car. Hard to imagine that now. But... Um, I, you know, before we were recording, we were talking about the fact that Toyota in the 80s and 90s, you know, I was born in 1979. I think this is kind of where I started gravitating toward Toyotas. It's just like up and down their lineup, there was cool cars. They were on a roll. Yeah, I mean, they were on a roll. You run down that list, there was the Supras, there was the Celica all track turbos, which were also had the same engine as the MR2s, the second gen MR2s, that four cylinder turbo. It was a WRC homologation car. Uh, the MR2s, the A86 Corolla, which kind of was the original uh, drifting car. You had um, all wheel drive Camrys and Corollas. The Forerunners were around. The Back to the Future Toyota pickups were around. And the Previa, you had a mid engine, supercharged, all wheel drive minivan. So it was like, do you want to own all those cars? Probably not, but just they're kind of oddball cars up and down the lineup there, and the MR2 was part of that. You Do we consider the MR2 an oddball car? I do. Really? I do. I feel like the MR2 is always prefaced by the words, oh, yeah, in front of it. Like, people are talking about sports cars and 90s cars, 90s coupes, whatever, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, the MR2. I swear we had that moment a couple weeks ago, or even just the last week, last Together? podcast. We were just like we were talking about something like, oh yeah, the MR2. We were just like Toyota couldn't couldn't have done this. Like, oh they did. It was the MR2. People don't remember this car, which is a shame. Yeah, I, I think in the car world, I mean automotive enthusiasts definitely remember it, but I you know, when I was driving mine around, people would often be like, Oh, that's right, I forgot about those because yeah, no, I think the Toyota is the Supra. The Supra, of when course. When you think of that, yeah. you're just like, oh, the Supra. I think even automotive enthusiasts forget about the MR2. A little bit. I think and you, I think you look back at the time period that the MR2 was being made. I guess there was the, especially in the first gen years, there was the Fiero for competition. Uh, the, uh, the MR2 kind of beat the pants off the Fiero for most of that time. Not but, for looks, but yeah. But in performance, <laughs> right? But what else was the MR2 really competing against in that price range? You know, it's a two-seater mid-engine car. I mean, people talk about it as an entry-level supercar, which, you know, stretching definitions a little bit. But, you know, you've got a car that's mid-engine, really light, really well-balanced, uh, six seconds, zero to 60, dead reliable. Like, you still have that Toyota yeah, reliability. Toyota, yeah, of course. What about the Miata? Miata didn't come around for a few years later. Uh, I think it was 89 that the Miata showed up, right? Yeah. 90-ish, the Miata showed up. And even then, you know, when the second-gen MR2 came around, it was, you know... Very different car. Very different car. You know, it was two-seater, but that's where the comparison kind of ended. It was... Yeah. yeah. So do you think this is kind of a case of because the MR2 just ruled its little bracket, it was a winner by default, and there weren't as many of these, like, magazine shootouts between it. Like, there wasn't a grand competition of what was the best car like the MR2, that it just kind of existed in its own little niche and people don't really think about it? Maybe. I, I mean, I don't have the sales numbers for the first and second gen in front of me, but... But if the third gen only sold 27,000, uh, although it is the most rare, the other ones did sell more, so that is actually a terrible point. Well, I think what what happened probably with the MR2 is that it was intended as this economical commuter car and it gradually got more and more expensive and so the type of buyer who's looking for that kind of car it's two seaters yeah um, or it's a two-seater and so it's like you can't 
gonna, you're not going to have it with the family out and about. It has to be a second car, or it's um, you've only got one extra seat. So it's yeah. really there's not a lot of practicality there for anything more than one passenger. Um, and so it's you know if you if you're buying a Ferrari, if you have the ample resources of Steve here, for example, That's you true. can drive a we Ferrari. We are not even ten minutes in, and I knew it. I knew it. That's okay. That's <laughs> then, right. you, know, That's you, can, right. you can afford to have this you Ferrari sitting Accord, over here. So, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you can afford to have this thing sitting over here. But if you're in the market for an MR2, it's like you're kind of looking for a budget conscious yeah. car, and you're getting a lot for your money there. But it was it was like. I think in terms of functionality, it was like a, probably a little too expensive for what most of your average car buyers could justify. What were we looking at for Gen 2 for that turbo? Uh, the Gen 2s that I think um, the Gen 2s, say, so let's say 91, 92, I think they were around $25,000 at okay. the time. That's a $50,000 car now. Yeah, yeah that's in a today's fair amount money. of money. That's a, for, for what you're getting, mm-hmm. that's a fair amount of money. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I feel like with the third generation, they tried to go head-to-head with the Miata, like, yo, let's make it a roadster only, let's make it less powerful, it's still fun, let's make it a little cheaper, and it just couldn't do it. Yeah, I think so, and I've I've never driven the third gen. I have a f- few friends who've had them and who've also driven or had the Lotuses, like the Elisas, and I know yeah. we'll talk about that in a little mm-hmm. bit, and they've said it's, it is sort of like a poor man's Lotus. They okay. love the driving characteristics of it, but it's not a very good-looking car, and it is kind of a uh, sort of the redheaded stepchild of the MR2 community, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Steve? Yes? Why is the MR2 called the MR2? Oh, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> I know this, I know this, because I think they had another name for it, but it was like a dirty word in French. Oh, I don't know. I, I have to look at our guest notes. <laughs> uh, this is a new low for me on the podcast. Uh, if you heard that rustle of paper, that Aaron helping me out. Uh, it stands for mid. I would guess just off the top. Of my just head. off the top, top of your top head. Of my head. Uh, it stands for mid midship. Is that right? Midship yeah, runabout you, two. What is that? Doesn't make sense. Midship runabout two seater. Oh, I've got midship rear drive two seater. Yeah, I always uh, knew okay. it as mid engine rear wheel drive two seater. Oh, okay. there we go. Okay, so we okay. got a little. Okay, yeah. but wasn't there something about it meaning something in French? Yeah, merda I, is is a, a death. No, I think it's a... No, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually it's, not. It's something, it's yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, no, uh, that's not what that means. <laughs> so that's why they changed it, right? It was supposed to be... It was originally something else. And then, I did not see that. I'll do we that. know what this I'll car was called in France then? I don't know. I don't know. You Here, I'll find it for you. It's, <laughs> it's in my Google history. Uh, anyway, continue on. Uh, I will say that the very first... Uh, issue of automobile magazine which no longer exists uh that's true yeah uh, but the very well, yeah no you're right it doesn't exist the very first issue of automobile magazine there was a cover story yes. and it pitted the first generation mr2 versus a particularly terrible ferrari 308 uh, i think you're glamorizing the not glamorizing <laughs> scandalizing scandalizing the words <laughs> that it was not um do you know the results of that I definitely know that the Toyota won, Steve. Um, it beat your I mean, Ferrari. I don't, I don't think... How uh, does that feel that your car PI was compared to yeah. a first-generation uh, MR2, which um, looks like a reject from a Transformers toy line? All I know is that this is what they decided to launch the magazine with. So they thought about it. It's no longer around, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> but... Uh, also, it's not, like the best Toyota versus the worst Ferrari. I mean, Go. probably the um, most uh, 
they probably spent about the same time on this article as they did about the title of the magazine. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Like, car was taken, so they were like, well, mm, Automobile. Uh, yes. <laughs> what was the criteria of this head-to-head test? So the idea was they referred to the MR2 as a cut-rate Japanese sports car. A Conobox parts bin competed against a thoroughbred Italian with engine knowledge from Formula One experience. That is no, that is not. This is what it says. Okay, this is what it says. <laughs> because and what then, I wait, heard wait, was wait, that wait, the MR two is the poor man's Ferrari, which is I thought that's, that's what true. the three oh eight is. No, oh, it's the poor man's oh, Ferrari. Nice. nice. Um, what was interesting was is that so they open with that, and then the second sentence is it was a valid question. No one was asking that. <laughs> no, no one. one. No, no. But who's, who's cross-shopping these two cars? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> this goes back to my earlier point yeah. of if you can afford a Ferrari, you're not shopping for MR2s. Yeah, the best yeah. is the, Oh, I really the, want that the, Ferrari, the, but the I would like to shoot. do my own oil change. Yeah. Mm. Without taking the engine out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best is, and this is, I mean, back in the day, of course, 30 years ago, of car reviewers. Uh, location for the shoot was a Chateau Julien. In Carmel Valley, so at a winery, it's like okay, you guys were hammered. <laughs> and, yeah. So. Well, some things don't change in the automotive exactly, industry. Exactly. Exactly. Don't um, change. Uh, here's there's some good quotes. God help the Italians if the Japanese ever decide to build supercars. Oh was, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the Ferrari meanwhile couldn't look more Italian if it tried. Yeah, I've so. seen your car. It could. Stop it. It could. Stop it. For sure. So, anyway. you, so if you go to the Peterson Museum, yes. and they have one of the Ferraris from Magnum PI there. They do. And you can see that the seat has been cut out for yeah. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Now, I'm six foot three, and I will say that having driven the first and second gen MR2s, I fit in those cars. Okay. They have very deep footwells. Yeah. There's no extra space, but everything sort of wraps around you in this very perfectly designed way. I don't think I could fit in a 308. So you I will could. say that's one point. No, no, no. You could fit, you could fit in the 308. Yeah, because Steve's problem has never been height. It's been girth. Yes. Uh, yeah, so. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and it he is. fits. It's a wide car. Yeah. It's a wide car. <laughs> could I also take my Great Dane in a 308? We have to take the seat out, but it is possible okay. from what I've read. Okay. Um... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let's let, there's. Can I read the final? Uh, oh, please. Oh, yeah. Um, at 80 miles per hour, the Ferrari's V8 with its. Oh no, that's this is even this is even more terrible. 80 miles per hour, the Ferrari's V8 with its bell-driven cam has drowned out the radio, your radar detector, and your girlfriend's voice. Whoa! <laughs> this is this is this is this is what you're launching your magazine with. By yep, the way. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, and they're they're saying that that's a negative or a positive. I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of these reviewers had girlfriends, so it's it was just, the '80s, it's though. Hypothetical. Yeah, yeah uh, correct. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she lives in Canada, but um, <laughs> there's no. So they didn't really come to a conclusion. Oh, they came to a conclusion. The Toyota won. What do you mean, based on what? <laughs> Based on any logic at all. <laughs> okay, so back then when new it was fourteen grand and the Ferrari was sixty. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, all right. <laughs> that's a, that's the only thing I wanted to talk about was a three hundred eight review. So keep going. <laughs> but that goes back to my original point here is that here's Toyota making a car that okay the poor man's Ferrari that's a bit of hyperbole but it was a mid engine car it's quick it's nimble that someone on a modest salary could actually afford. You didn't have to be shopping for a $60,000 Ferrari yeah. at the time. It's yeah. like it's, it is democratizing performance a little bit. Yep, yep. Always a fan of that. Uh, the rumor is that the suspension of the first MR2 was uh, finalized by Lotus 
any truth to that? It seems to be, I can't find hard information on it. Yeah, the Lotus name keeps popping up here when you read about the MR2, and I, I don't know specifically the details there, but I do know that Dan Gurney, who was heavily involved with Toyota in the 80s in their racing program, uh, mostly IMSA, in, you know, he had Willie T. Ribs racing the Celicas for him, and then we'll get to it later, I'm sure, but uh, Dan Gurney was apparently involved in the development of the uh, Mark I MR2, and obviously later on, um, had a lot of success in, in the GTP racing with the Eagles. And yeah. So you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. But yeah, apparently Dan Gurney's fingerprints are all over that first gen. So that's that's a vote of confidence. And speaking of racing, um, I highly suggest you pull over your car or whatever you're doing, p- pull it over. Yep, safely. And Google image search the 222D rally car. This is the first generation MR2 rally car. I think the first generation MR2 looks like a pile of cubic garbage. A mierda. A mierda, thank you. Um, this rally car looks so cool, and I want one, and I think I might build one, because those first gens are real cheap right now. And all I need is basically a Sawzall and some black spray paint. <laughs> well, is that all you need? And really? a lift is that kit. all you and need? And a lift kit. And the A-Team soundtrack. And, and someone, <laughs> yeah, so that... <laughs> So that car was apparently developed for Group B. Yeah. And uh, had 750 horsepower, weighed 1,600 pounds. Yes. And then yes. Group B got canceled and Toyota never got to race it. Uh, Have you ever were, seen one? Do they exist? Are they out there somewhere? There were something like seven prototypes. Okay. Most of them got crashed. I think there's three known in existence. Yeah. One in Tokyo, one in a private collection, and I don't remember where the other one is. Yeah, I feel like I've seen more recent photos of them okay. you know, from a collection. I have not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's only three left in existence. Oh, that's awesome. Until I, mean, I make my tribute, yes. and then it's going to be sweet. You do own the tribute market. I, I, do, think, I, do. I think it would be a natural uh, <laughs> step. Um, okay, what else do we got? Movies and TV. Have we gone through everything? I feel anything else you want to share? On the topic of racing? Uh, you could do engine swaps. You can do um, whatever you'd like. I don't want to. I don't want to leave anything off your list there. Hey, this is your show. I'm no, just, no, no, I'm no. Just no, here. No, I'm just no. here to provide the, the knowledge. Apparently, the notes yes. and the research. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the the thing about these MR2s, especially the second gens, is this was at a time, and I think you guys might have touched on this during your episode on the Nissan Z, where these Japanese automakers were sort of just understating their horsepower numbers, and then just sort of handing these engines off to the public with a wink and a nod of being like, just a little tuning, you can have a thousand horsepower super here, and it'll be reliable. And the MR2s, uh, the second gen MR2 turbos, those engines are pretty reliable, up to about 400 horsepower. It doesn't take much to take them from 200 to 400 horsepower, a bigger turbo, a few other... of someone who knows what they're doing so they don't grenade your I'm engine out. first of I'm all. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm yeah. out. But a bigger turbo and, you know, you want to make sure that your cooling system sure. is strong and, you're, you know, and everything can handle it. But in general, the bottom end is reliable up to about 400 horsepower, 300 easily. Okay. Um, which That's a great number in that car. I, you know, 300, even at, 350 is even a at real 200, fun they yeah. were fairly quick. And uh, you know, with mine, by the time I sold it, I was reaching a point where the turbo needed to be rebuilt, and I sort of was deciding, like, okay, do I want to go in and do all this work, or do I just want to? Is it just time for something different? Let sure. someone else take the car where they want to. And I was thinking, well, I, I, if I kept it, I'd probably go to about 300 horsepower or so because. 
and we can talk about this as well, but the second gen turbos had a reputation for what they call snap oversteer. Yes, the they car did. Is understeer, understeer, over, understeer, and then boom, that back end comes around on you. And 92, 93, 20, Yeah, there's three. not a lot of time to correct it. No, it's not just, at all. It's just like a, this, it's, it's a top. that. Yeah, this is mid-engine car problem 101, right? It's like they're fantastic until they're deadly. Yeah, and some of that is drivers. You know, it's like you do need to drive a mid-engine car differently. Mm-hmm. And uh, Toyota, for I think in 92, 93, they went in, they changed the suspension a little, they changed the tires, and some people... Is pe- compensating for idiots? Well, Toyota, actually, <laughs> Toyota's quote was this, these changes are for drivers, and I'm quoting, uh, whose reflexes were not those of Formula One drivers. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> so the 92, 93, some people say you should look for those because they're a little more civilized. Mine sure. was a 91, and it was it was squirrely. Because you get pretty, pretty good, good reflexes. You know, I was going to say, I was, I was this close. <laughs> My fingers are an inch apart from yeah. being a Formula One yeah. driver. Yeah. And so... Uh, they were squirrely cars, and so I'm thinking three, four hundred horsepower on that car could get a little scary. But you know, Nissan, those those um, Nissan Z twin turbos, those were being tuned up to six hundred horsepower easily. The RX sevens were yep. making big power. It was just this time in Japanese cars where people were just getting big power out of those things with not much, um, not much work. And a variant of the 3S GTE engine, which was the turbo engine in the second generation, is what Dan Gurney was using in his IMSA GTP cars. And I think those debuted in the 92 season. In 92, 93, they won something like 21 out of 28 races. They basically forced <laughs> IMSA to change the rules, and some say that car killed that class because yeah. no one could compete against them. Dan Gurney's MR2 race cars killed that IMSA class. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, That's those <laughs> it was a variant on that engine, but it was yeah. just like, here's a detuned race engine in your little MR2. Have fun. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah, wink, wink, have fun. Sign all these legal forms and go have fun. <laughs> right, exactly. And so... Uh, you know there is some there is some racing history with the cars not as much in MR2 form I mean, you mentioned the 222D uh, there was um Toy, uh, TRD also did one called the and you can go stop your car and do an image search on this one too called the MC8-R uh, which was um I think they put a catchy names from Toyota. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, They they put a V8 in that one that had like 600 horsepower, and And that was was available to the public. No, no, this was a a racing development car. Okay, Um, okay, and uh, uh, you know, so. The MR2 didn't ever really get to race in it. There was the IMSA Firehawk series, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, other than the snap oversteer thing, it was walking away from all the Porsches in that series until you got to the corners. <laughs> and then it was, it was just, it would just be like a top spitting off wow. into nowhere. But they were walking away from the Porsches otherwise. So it didn't have a lot of racing pedigree. Group B got canceled, you know, um, various reasons. But and maybe that contributes to the lack of knowledge about it yeah. now. Maybe. They they did, in one series, paint it as the, I know you're a big fan of Pixar, Adam, uh, the Lightning McQueen car. So you can look that one up. So they made one look like Lightning. I know, that's your favorite. However, slightly better than that was the Zagato version. Oh, it's so ugly. Oh, come on. It's so, okay, so... If um, you transformed into a car, this is, this is what you would look um, like. I, I closed <laughs> I closed that tab so quickly. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Stop this it. was this was a second gen car yeah. or a third gen? Uh, 2001. Oh, so it's third gen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so a third gen in Japan only. Yeah. You could have a Zagato design house yep. uh, bodied car, mm-hmm. and I would just say it looks like the most Japanese thing you can imagine. I mean, it's only made 150. 
Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they only could sell um, 150. How does it's, it how does it stack up to the first gen that you you, you derided? Asked yeah. an 11 year old. Oh come to on! To draw Zagato. that's a historic. To draw a Pagani, that's what it would look like. That's what you're imagining. Just some real knockoff stuff. It's pretty uh, bad. It's composite pretty bad. panels, uh, bolted and bonded. To yeah. the original MR2. It's just a different bodied yeah. third gen spider. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. I mean, I I love the MR2s, but MR2 owners have never been accused of being subtle with their body modifications anyway. Fair. Snorkels that's, and big wings and ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. ground effects yeah. kits and yeah. stuff. That's so that's fair. Maybe, Not a restrained crowd. Maybe Toyota no. knew their market. <laughs> I it, it's worth a look. It's worth it's worth a look. Um, it's not. I Don't love do it. to know. Can I unsee it if I go look at it? I can't. It's, the rear end, especially. Oh, the it's rear end so is dreamy. Like, it, it, it does have a little bit of feeling of what's that Lexus convertible, the hard top convertible, two door? Looks a little bit like that. Oh, the, that looks like a shoe? The yeah. one, the SC? Yeah, SC or something. Yeah, no one knows yeah. what that's called. No, 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 no but, but oh man. But take a look at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, I just wanted to bring that up. So I figured that was the one you were going to pick out. Uh, I considered it. Yeah. <laughs> I considered yeah. it uh, until I closed that tab. Uh, movies and TV for the MR2. Not a lot. It was in Cinematic Masterpiece Short Circuit. That's right. The original? The original. Come on, man. Okay. And then uh, we were talking a little about this uh, before recording, but it was in the first Fast and Furious, which I feel has more gravitas than any other Fast and Furious. Like, if you're in the first one, you made it into the, the echelon of, like, oh, we have to include this such-and-such such street car. Everyone after that was just like, oh, yeah, we forgot about that car. Let's put it in. Doesn't True. the MR2 just seem like a tailor-made car for Fast and the Furious, though? 100%, especially that uh, second gen. It's got scoops. It's low. It's got a wing. It's perfect. It is... Big turbos? Completely made for them. Yeah. That I'm is, surprised it didn't play a more central role, actually. I am, too. I am too. Like an RX-7 for Dominic, that seems like a surprise. Like give him a Toyota. Although he probably wouldn't fit in that car. This is the strongest opinion and the longest conversation I've ever had about the Fast and the Yes, yeah. indeed. What indeed. is... Um, I owned an RX-7 and I thought it was so weird that Dominic had an RX-7. Like it was such an esoteric choice. Like He didn't seem like a rotary guy no, to you? at all. <laughs> He had way too many tribal tattoos. Like, he wasn't well, he, dorky enough. He probably needed that extra engine oil for his arms, you know, to lube yeah, up for the true. guns, not for the engine that's on the true. car. That's right? true. Spread it all over. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Uh, Steve, how are we doing on the MR2 on YouTube? Oh, well, on YouTube, uh, the number one coming in at just under 7 million views. It's pretty healthy. Is building a Toyota MR2 in 15 minutes. I haven't watched it. I think I've had that video suggested to me. Oh, okay. I think 15 yeah. minutes. I didn't watch it. No. Okay. So. It's a, um, it's a time lapse, Steve. N- I know. Do I have I to know. explain that no, to no, you? No, I realize like, that. Why do you seem surprised? It's just, it's not... It just seems, yeah. Anyway, that <laughs> narrowly beat out uh, your your favorite. My M- boy? And, well. My boy Doug? Doug is in there. He's in the running. But they did make an MR2 do a wheelie, which I thought was pretty interesting. But, oh, yeah. I'd watch that. Rarest aftermarket accessory for the MR2. Any guesses? At this point, probably a radiator. <laughs> yeah. As someone who had to replace a radiator on his, those things are hard to find. Yeah. What's your guess? Roof rack? You're in the right area. A, r- a roof yeah. uh, air intake? Hard top. Just a hard top? Yeah. Yeah. For the second gen? Yeah. 
Yeah, mine was the hard top. No sunroof, no no yeah. T tops. But the the yeah, the basically the T top hard top roof. Yeah. Mm. You didn't want T tops. I you know what when I started looking for an MR2 I wasn't actually that particular about the roof I just that's the one I came upon and sure. it, it was it was a hard top and um, I actually was glad I had that one because there's one less thing to leak it's one less thing to worry about Southern and California it's, and it's rare it, and so when I went yeah. to sell it it actually was easier to sell because okay. of that but yeah people always think Southern California you should have T tops or a convertible it's yes, like, if I think that if you're sitting on the 405 <laughs> and it's 85 degrees and you're in a convertible See, that top is going up you have to structure your life in such a way that you avoid the 405 at all times <laughs> this is how it works it's it's either like there's this very narrow you window of conditions for which a convertible actually makes any sense at all you can't beat the city it's gonna beat you so you got to work your life around the city uh famous owners of the mr2 would you like to guess steve uh you're is, not is gonna guess guy, them is there a guy on there no jay, no Leno. No, jay Leno's is not, not on, on here oh he doesn't have very much taste, but he has better taste than this. Uh, <laughs> this was a tough one, too. Same like movies. We've only got two movies, and one of them is just in the background. Famous owners, we have Bobby Dahl, who is in some position of the band Poison. I don't, don't, don't act like you don't know. I don't know if he's bass player or what, but Bobby Dahl had, had an MR2, or has. I can't speak for that. And I think Alyssa Milano owned one. But she learned to drive stick on one. That's confirmed. Oh, okay. But wow. she described it in such a way that I feel like she owned it. Well, she had to afterwards. We were having lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about <laughs> it when, she when talked you, to me. When you say she described it in such a way, what what's the tell that uh, she owned She it? was so specific about it. She said it was a 1989 red Toyota MR2. Like She listed the specs. Well, she wasn't like mentioning the gear if, ratios. If it's not your car, you wouldn't know that. If you were borrowing a friend's car, if a boyfriend or husband was showing you, you wouldn't know that. But she knew exactly what car it was. That makes me think it was hers. Was she, uh, so 1988 Alyssa Milano, she was she was a thing at that point. She was on, yeah. uh, she her TV career this was in post. post who's the this boss, is post. Right? So it was was in this between. post or in the middle of Who's the Boss? It should have been post. Yeah. But before in Before Poison Ivy? Oh, I don't know. Poison Ivy. Was was she, wasn't she in one of the Poison Ivies? I, don't I mean, how would so. I know? I don't yeah, know. I don't think so. But you mean was... like a, one of the Marvels or something, the, the comic book thing? No, the more like the the soft cine, Cinemax, Skinemax type stuff. Oh, God. I, I definitely that. wouldn't know. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't Your know. Your dad's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so here, I'm going to bring this around to an MR2 story here. Okay. but Please. My family, we first got the internet piped into our oh, house. Oh, God. So here's where it's going. Okay, so I'm if ready. you ever been out to like Eastern Oregon, Southern Utah, and you see those, those tall windmills Wait, that are Eastern out there. Eastern Oregon, Southern Utah, they're not even near they're each old, other. Bear with me. Bear with me. You whatever, go out there and there's whatever. these windmills. Like the only thing to break the horizon is these okay. windmills. We had one of those, and that's what piped the internet into our house. That's how long ago this was. The wind blew, and the internet came into the house. The guy who showed up from the local ISP to hook up our internet drove a first-gen MR2. So this is who was driving the MR2s back in the day was the guy from cable the local guy. ISP. The yeah. cable guy. Got right. one step up from the cable guy, and the cable guy drove a pickup. The ISP guy who hooked up your internet drove a first-gen MR2. It wasn't long after getting the internet that I discovered that there were certain photos of Alyssa Milano, who I knew from Who's the oh. Boss. Oh. And she was very oh. scantily clad. Okay. <laughs> Thank God for the internet because I discovered this. And I, it only now comes full circle when I learned that she actually learned to drive on an MR2. See? Man, that's exactly Wait, where I thought that story was going. I'm not, 
I, <laughs> I want to ask this delicately. Uh-oh. If you can remember said picture, mm-hmm. was it a red first gen? Because then that's the one she learned on. Oh, uh, the so photo. The first... photos I'm referring to had no MR2 in them. Yeah. There wasn't a lot. Of, there wasn't a lot of anything other than Alyssa point. Milano in those. I just, those. I just you, imagine that you. she was on a car. I just. You're so in... Utah. <laughs> <laughs> so what type of car was it? <laughs> uh, so those wow. are the only famous owners I could okay. find. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, I do have some. Let me see. Advertisements. I do have some advertisements. One moment, I'll get, uh, let's see. Hang on, hang on. It's okay, we're just live. No, 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 no. they're in here We're just recording. Okay, okay. Not not super great examples, but we can go through a few, since you're an owner, you can see if these apply to you. Um, Zero to 60 in 6.8 seconds, it's enough to make a grown man fly. No? Not feeling (laughs) it? It's not bad. It's it ain't great. It's bad. It's like the six point eight seconds for you know for a twenty five thousand dollar mid engine car. Okay, six point eight okay. seconds at that time at is that okay. Time, yeah, but it's not fast enough to say you're flying, right? This, this is often how I describe Adam. The MR two, too much fun for the timid. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's a classic like takeaway sale, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, this isn't for the timid. This is probably isn't for you. This probably isn't. <laughs> let's let's go look I'm at the Corolla. This is probably isn't the right car for you. <laughs> was that a first gen or second gen ad? Because oh, certainly the second gen probably gen. was a little too first much gen. fun for the timid. Yeah. Yeah. That was first gen? Yeah. Oh, they're stretching. Second it. gen got um Wait. Uh Anytime, Steve. No. Give it the gun and it do run run. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I I, I enlarged it to make sure I was like, is that actually what it's saying? Are they banking on 1980s MR2 buyers getting the Phil Spector reference or what? Um, Handle with passion. Is that like? That's fine. Better? It's it's better. (laughs) It's better than that. All right. Um, Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of, uh, um, not a whole lot of winners here. So Toyota at that time building some some cool cars, but I think their advertising was always pretty bland. I'd yeah. say. I don't remember a lot yeah. of great Toyota ad campaigns. So I, I'm curious here if you guys have thoughts on this, but car companies that were building very bland cars but had very great ad campaigns around it versus cars that were pretty good cars but very bland ad campaigns. That's a very deep question for this podcast. Uh, you, you can, I, you can I, put a pin in it and come back to it in later episodes. Ad, but. Advertising rules all. I think cars are almost always an emotional purchase. Even if you're buying a minivan for a family, you're going to get the coolest minivan you can. I think every car purchase is an emotional purchase, and therefore I think you'd be better placed to spend your money on your advertising uh, budget than your actual car-making budget, and you could probably sell more. So this one is introducing the all-new MR2. Toyota's 16-valve mid-engine sports car. And the headline in huge letters is Playmate. <laughs> ah, yeah, I like yeah, that you one. You like that one? You I like, like that, that one. one. Is that one better? Okay. Because if you don't know, you're just like, oh, you know, it, it's a co-driver. I was like, but okay. if you know. <laughs> was that one out of the July 85 issue of Playboy? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can, I can. That's clever. Yeah. You like that one? That's a little wink. I like that. Okay. Okay. Uh, then we'll end on that one. That's, okay. probably, that's probably the best one I found. 
Well, then I think it's time to talk about what we each think are our best-in-class MR2s. Okay. Um, I will certainly let our guests go first. Aaron, what is the best MR2 of all time? I can make a case for any of them, but since I have to choose one today, I, I, and I've I've owned the second-gen turbo, I'm going to go with a second-gen turbo. Probably would say that 92 or 93 once they fix that snap oversteer problem. Um, the first-gen MR2s were terrifically fun to drive, much more like a go-kart. Go really light, really nimble, good power-to-weight ratio, but felt like a go-kart. The second gen feels like a sports car. It's a little bit bigger. Um, there's actually a surprising amount of space in there. Um, I daily drove one for three years around LA. I could go to Costco and pack that thing full. Were you single? No, actually. Wait, wait, wait. Costco and... What are you fitting in an MR2 from Costco? So in the second the pizza gen- that's outside, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> the, yeah, you put it on, on the dogs. you put it on the um, engine cover. It'll keep it warm back there. But actually, the second gen MR2 had a reasonably sized trunk behind okay. that engine, and then you have the whole frunk area, which is actually pretty large, and then the whole passenger seat area is actually fairly spacious in there. So it's not a big car, but surprisingly well designed and very livable okay. for a daily car. Dead reliable. Other than the, the only quirks, you know, we talked about up against a Ferrari, you don't have to take the engine out to change the oil on an MR2. There were the so-called hoses from hell on the yep. second gens, yep. which is like it's the oil lines from the engine to the turbo and back and forth. And it's and between the passenger compartment and the engine. There's basically. a reason it's, it's called the hose from hell. It's like if you're going, you better fix that if you ever have the engine out for anything because uh, getting to it otherwise is a nightmare. Uh, but other than that, these they're just dead reliable. Um, How long ago did you own it? I sold mine about four years ago now. How was parts availability? So you said radiators are unobtainium now. I'm assuming there's aftermarket solutions. The only part that made my mechanic um, wince when I called him was when I said the radiator had sprung a leak. And he found one. I, I'm sure it was probably stolen. <laughs> I'm sure that you know, it's someone stole it off of a street, uh, a street parked car in Irvine somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And, but he found me a radiator. And other than that, though, it was never a problem. I don't I, this is me being very unprepared here. I, I don't know how much of a parts bin car those second ones were, and like you know how yeah, much. Yeah, I'm not sure. How many you know, say a '91 Camry to a '91 MR2? I just I don't know, or a, a Corolla. I guess would be a four cylinder, but um, I, yeah, you know, sure I never the, had a parts problem with it. Really, I'm sure, all the major parts were shared, but it's the you know individual small pieces mm-hmm. of hose that had to be custom. Those were a little bit different, but okay. Well, that's and good I, to know. And I think also, uh, I, you know, when listening to your episode on the Nissan Z, someone made the point that the 90s are kind of the sweet spot for cars because you've got all the creature comforts. I made that point. Was that no, was it, it you? you? It wasn't you. It wasn't you. Don't you know the the, the AC works, the cruise control works, the uh, you know they're they're reasonably civilized, but there's not the driver's aids that you have on a lot of uh, the modern cars, and so the second gen MR2 really kind of nails that bullseye right there. I don't know. A lot of plastic in the 90s. Sure. Okay, Steve, what's the best MR2 of all time? I thought we were going to do memes. Bro. Okay. So um, I actually did think about this I think you just hate the concept of our podcast, (laughs) and you're trying to get away from it. (laughs) No. It's just funny because there are some good memes. Okay, we we will get to the baby bear, but for now, tell me what's best in class. So... I had my, my, my choice all picked out, and then I conferred with our guest here, and he was like, you're totally wrong. <laughs> and, and rather than sticking to your guns. Before, and I was like, okay, because I was so deep in my Motor Trend uh, 308 article. Um, I'm going to go with the best MR2 you could get is a second-gen Lotus Elise. 
Cheater. Not a cheater. This is straight out of the Adam playbook. This is exactly. This is. This is. I'm going full. So the Adam best on MR2 this. is not an MR2. Yeah, it is. It has an MR2 engine. It's what it should have been, if you would have bought enough of them to make the right car. That's what I'm going with. You? Uh, you're so wrong. It's not an MR2. What are you it's a Lotus. About? Okay, so I. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm not the hugest fan of the MR2. I, one, I think the first one looks like a Transformers toy. The third one is a hairstyle car. The second one is definitely the cool one. Um, but since our guest already picked that and he picked the good one, I had to dive deep into some special editions. Um, so the real answer is the best MR2 is the second edition Turbo. But if we wanted to be persnickety, which I will be, uh, definitely the best MR2 is a 1991-ish MR2 TRD 2000 GT, which is basically the same body kit that Toyota was using in the race series. I'm going to look that up myself, and actually. They, they put it on the normal car. There's a couple suspension tweaks and engine tweaks, not much of anything. Realistically, we're talking oh. about a body kit. It's that, the most Fast and Furious-looking car. That looks straight out of Fast and Furious. That's wait, wait, right. wait. That was available for people? Yeah. They made 35 of them. <laughs> You can get Whoa. most of those parts on eBay right now, probably. Yes. $15, $15 per yes. plastic no piece. Problem. Just, just no super problem. glue those. The wow. little 3M sticky that tape. And you I think it looks a lot better, but it definitely looks Fast and the Furious. That, it wow. looks better than what? You think Stock. Looks, no. No way. No way. <laughs> it does. Stop it. It Stop does. It. No. I, uh, I dare wow. say, as much that as Steve's is... going to love this, I think it makes it look more like a Ferrari. Not the wing, but the front bumper. It's just a body kit with a few tweaks. And again, only third of, or only 35 of them were ever made. Yes, you can get all the parts on eBay now instead, uh, but that's the best MR2 ever made. And you will run across a lot of MR2 owners now that have tried to recreate that with some oh, lousy-looking some <laughs> body kit parts. Yeah, you'll Real see Real misshapen fiberglass. And How yeah. many are around, though? Like, I feel like we're not seeing them because this goes into our other questions. Like, we always play the cars and coffee game. Yeah, you know, there's a guy with the stickers, the replicas, whatever it is. But who's are we? I mean, probably not a right car meet. But are there a lot of MR2s at like a JDM car meet? I don't feel yeah, like Yeah, if are. you if you go to the what's the car show that happened? We used to happen in Long Beach every year, the Japanese um, classic car oh, show yeah. at the Queen Mary, whatever it is. Yeah, you'll see a lot of MR2s okay. there, and some you know some really nice ones as well. But uh, you're right, you don't really see them. You, you would think living in L.A. where yeah. you see everything that you yeah. would see more MR2s around, and you really don't see them that often. But no. they're out there, and I guess this leads into the the prices of them that they're fetching these days. They're not wildly expensive, and I know Adam's going to turn his nose up at this, but I, I do think that if you're trying to get something that's of that period, that's a lot of fun for the dollar, you could do a lot worse than an MR2. And I think, you know, a first gen, you're probably... I mean, yeah, you could do an Eclipse. <laughs> That would be a lot worse. Well, an Eagle Talon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, you know, I think first gens, you're probably in the 7 to 10 range for a pretty decent one, 10 to 15 for a second gen for a good driver, not I've a got, pristine I've one. I've got some numbers yeah. here on our favorite, on Adam's favorite auction site. Yes. Um, am, I, am I jumping ahead? Should I share the link? No, I, fa- I found, I could not find my body kit edition one on Bring a Trailer. No, yours is very rare. Yeah, but yeah. I found just, you know, the cleanest second gen turbo was 33 grand. How many miles and what condition oh. was that, though? What, I have a memory now? I I've don't got, know. I've got a 38,000 mile Gen 1. Oh. Yeah. 10 so, grand. 
Fourteen? Thirty-eight thousand. That's yeah. no what? miles. That's no miles. MR2, 1988, what's your number? Sorry, what was the miles? 38,000. 38,000 miles, first gen, yep. supercharged? Yep, five speed. Five speed, that could be a $20,000 car. What's your guess? 14 grand. No, no, $51,000. What? Two months ago. Three months ago. So now these are, here's the thing is that these- That's disgusting. I don't- uh, the, <laughs> I love MR2s, but I'm flummoxed yeah. because I love MR2s, but they're not. Why would you buy a low mileage MR2 that you're not going to drive? I I mean, because you're laundering money. But okay, so your Gen 2 Turbo, forty three thousand miles, same price. Which one are you going for? Oh, same price. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'd probably the second gen. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, you have to. Car, but, yeah, you have to. But I'm just saying, you know, it's a it's a Toyota. The longevity is fantastic. When I sold mine, I think I'd put thirty five thousand miles on it in three years, and so it had about a hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen thousand miles. That thing was nice. gonna, that was gonna go. Oh yeah, it's Toyota forever. Yeah, you'll find. Yeah. And you know, so you get a if you find an MR2 with a hundred thousand miles on it that's been reasonably cared well cared for and it's a good driver, that's probably a, I don't know. God, everything's inflated in the last yeah. year and a half, yeah. so maybe that's a fifteen seventeen thousand dollar car. But now, still but very attainable. Yeah, right? like I said, a lot of fun for the dollar. Your first sports car, yeah. Even Gen 3, 3,800 miles, two thousand three. MR2 Spider. What's your guess? Twenty. Oh, good. Twenty six. You're better. That's insane. You're way off on the other ones. But That's insane. This was both, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, but that I guess those those prices don't quite make the point. But it's you know the more driver quality ones that are still relatively affordable. That to me, it's a supply and demand thing, which tells me there you should see more of them on the streets than we do. But are they just they've gotten so cheap that just like the E30, they've all been destroyed? Well, that's definitely been part of it. Is they uh, MR2 owners are not famous for leaving well enough alone. Yeah. And so I think a lot of them were kind of modded and wrecked and, you know, probably modded in ways that were not the mm. most reliable. Sure. And so I think that's part of it as well. You know, actually, one of the one of the mods that I always kind of thought it would be kind of interesting to do is there are some guys will buy the naturally aspirated second gens and put a V6 out of like a RAV4 or a Camry in there. And you can supercharge that as well. And you're getting, you know, a much smoother power band. You're getting... Um, 300, 350 horsepower out of that, and it actually fits in that engine compartment just <laughs> fine. And so, you know, if you wanted to buy yourself a second gen naturally aspirated, good cosmetic condition, and just put a V6 into it, you'd have a really fun car there for probably not a ton of money. Yeah. Or apparently, you could buy a Lotus That's and true. just save yourself the trouble. Exactly. Looks better, and you get that British motorsport history. The British. That, there it is. Yeah. He's bringing yeah. the British yeah. into yeah. it. And it's if you better looking, and it has, it's like the it's. <laughs> So it saved Lotus. Is but we're least. not talking about Lotus. I know, I know. I went, I went outside the, I went outside the parameters. But um, it, it does bring it full circle though, because you, I think Adam, you mentioned Lotus maybe doing some uh, suspension, suspension tuning on the yeah. first gen, and yeah. then Lotus comes along with the Elise and puts a supercharged Toyota engine in there. And uh, other than the fact that if you hit a speed bump in a parking lot, your Lotus is done. You know, that's right. That's an M. That's like a third yeah. proper third gen MR2 right there. Sure. Sure. Is it time for memes now? Sure. Yes. Uh, watches Tokyo Drift, buys Toyota MR2, dies. That was the saddest <laughs> short story we've ever had on this podcast. I just wanted to share that because it was just so random. That was a that's, narrative that's arc. <laughs> uh, buys a Toyota MR2, becomes a Drift King. 
dies. So it's a, yeah. <laughs> who, is, who is drifting an MR2? Apparently, yeah. so this goes into yeah. your kind of snap oversteer thing where they're just basically, all the memes are, buys MR2, watches Tokyo Drift, turns, dies. <laughs> um, and it's a bunch of um, oh snap uh, oversteer comments. So, so anyway. Um, so Steve just found out what memes are. No, no, spam. these are good ones. Oh, um, excuse these me. These are good ones. Yeah, that's it. That's okay, it. I just thought it was funny. What yeah. What was the impact on the MR of the MR2 on the car industry or popular culture as a whole? I don't think a whole lot. They're not really part of pop culture. You don't really put it in your movie for anything to prove anything about a character. It, yeah, I didn't have. Well, I, got, I mean, other than you know, Gurney's racing days with uh and it wasn't even really an mr2 it was just an engine that sort of shared some dna yeah but that's race cars um, like that's fair that's so fair. it wasn't like it had a big motorsports impact yeah uh it, it was, and like i said it was just kind of this weird time car in, industry in like car it industry it yeah it didn't do like things like the miata did or like popularized roadsters for a little bit right. this was a follow-on of like oh yeah let's follow that for the third gen let's try to do that i don't think it had a huge impact frankly you disagree with that steve I it just think came when, and it, went. when it came out, it was literally like a mini for or no, that second gen. When the second gen came out and the turbo, but that was the same years as RX7, Supra, 3000 yeah, GT. It was a different think, class than those. It was. It was a really special car, which is why I think no one talks about it. I think like, it was too expensive. I think it was too expensive. But they showed what could happen, and it might have made people start looking at, oh, I would do that if it was like a Miata with a Roadster, more fun. Yeah, but it was so like serious. Um, but it had pop-up headlights. And Always great. Turbo. Always great, yeah. Um, but great car. I mean, if it was any, a car to have. If anything, though, you look at that period of, of cars, and that was right before SUVs just took over the market. And now you look at Ford. They, Other than the Mustang and I think the Focus, maybe, they pretty much slashed their passenger no, cars. Just the Mustang. Just the Mustang. Just yeah. the Mustang now. Yeah. And so... You know, I think and now car, that's an SUV. You, you look at all the cars Toyota was making at the time. As I said, the Celica, the Supra, the, yeah, the A86. Like there was this kind of everything. At least had an interesting version. Had an interesting version, and I, I love cars that were capable or of more than perhaps they were ever intended to be. So you look at um, you go up to say Monterey for for Car Week, and one of my favorite racing groups to watch is that group with the Datsun 510s and the the. Um, the uh, Alpha GTVs. There's like these little grocery getters that guys would go tune into race cars. Yeah, like and my BMW 2002. 2002s are in that group as well. Absolutely, and and so at you know 80s 90s Terrible. 80s and 90s Toyota's building a you know a, a few sports cars or sporty cars, and then shortly thereafter it just all became SUVs and uh, and pickups and whatnot. And Solaras. And we got my the favorite Toyota car of all time. The Solara. the Solara V6 is the one I was thinking of for the MR2, actually. God, that's the one. That that's where they're pulling them out of. So we've done movies, of which it wasn't really in, right? And we've done Correct. famous owners. Of which there were none. Of which there are none. So is the Toyota MR2 a good guy car or a bad guy car? I, I think the MR2 is the... <clears throat> It's driven by the girlfriend of the bad guy who doesn't quite know what she's got in the car. Oh, that's specific. Uh, It's like the bad guy's girlfriend. You know, she she it's a, you know, she's it's a cute little car. It's cute. That that she bought it because it was cute. I think it goes uh, good, bad, good. First generation, it's a good guy down on his luck. Get like a ratty first gen. Give it to Sheila Buff. It's like a, a California Cajun style. Yeah, sure. Horn headlight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then second gen bad guy car. Okay. Bad guy in the sense of like the dude selling club drugs. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. Or he's like, like he's selling ketamine and X to like the to the like, candy kids, like, yeah, right? Like and then pills. Yeah. third gen, we're back to good guy. You're just a wholesome. It's a spider. We it's fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Third gen is like you're like an HR director going through a midlife crisis or yeah. something. You make yeah. forty seven thousand dollars a year. Okay. And, you know, you bought a, a an MR two. Okay, a little close to home. Okay? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. close <laughs> to home. Just so that goes into that question of who drives it now, right? Yeah. 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 Who. Who drives each generation now? So if I was to go with my pick, which isn't even is a loose <laughs> Cheater. attachment to, uh, I would say for that second second gen Lotus Elise, um, you're you're you probably developed one app. It hasn't done very well. Um, you're in IT, but not head of the department because you'd have an exige, I guess probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah if you just have an Elise. You're a developer. You're a you developer. Know. Yeah. Yeah. But you really want to be like. Exotic. Yeah, but you, you have a dream of, of something else. This isn't. This I mean, isn't. don't we all stay yeah, no, I'm just saying. And here we are on a Sunday recording think, a I, podcast. Yeah, exactly. I think. So, yeah, you're an IT for, my, for the Elise. For okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh, your car? Oh, you're a. You love Fast and Furious if you yeah, have my car. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you have way too much money to actually be into Fast and Furious because, again, there's only 35 of them. Yeah. So I Any think idea on a sticker price for your car? I, I cannot find one that's traded hands okay. even recently. Okay. Um, I think the only people that own my cars have collections slash museums. They, you think they maybe were young enough when Fast and the Furious came out, they got obsessed with it, they grew up, they made a little money, and they were like, oh, I want to recapture my youth, so I, I'm going to go buy one of those cars on like an auction or I, something? Yeah, I think they're like speculators, right? They're just like, oh, that's the special edition, there's a few of them. I really don't care that much about it, but I'm going to go put it in cellophane. And I'm just a huge more. Paul Walker fan. Huge Paul Walker fan. So, yeah, for my car, no one's driving it, so no. the owner is a speculator. So, Aaron, second-gen turbo, who's the current owner? Second-gen turbos, I think your owners are either A, you worked for Toyota back in the day and you bought one and you've just held on to it. I know that guy. I, yeah. I, yeah, I've met that guy. <laughs> or you, um, you know, I think you're working in sort of, it's it's a, it's a not even your second car, it's, it's your collector car. Yeah. You've got a three-car garage, you live in the exurbs of L.A., so I'm thinking Temecula, Upland, you know, maybe Corona. You've got mm. a three-car garage, and that okay. third bay has your MR2 in it because you were probably born around the same time I was, you know, late 70s probably. Uh, and, you know, the car market always is sort of like whatever car you wanted in your youth and couldn't have, that's what you go buy. So this guy probably works in middle management and is recapturing his youth. You know, he's probably, like I said, probably an HR or something now even. Yeah. And is, is bought himself a second-gen turbo to recapture the youth. Interesting. Okay. And uh, he only drives it to JCCS once a year. Only. That's it. <laughs> as, as an owner, former owner, I'm interested in the popular perception of the second-gen turbo versus actual reality. What did people think about your car before you gave them a ride? Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that goes back to us talking about the fact that I think a lot of people don't even know what they're looking at. If they weren't old enough or into cars enough in the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. they see it now and you kind of have to explain what it is. And they're like, that's a, you know, Toyota. It doesn't, it's a very good looking Toyota. It certainly is an odd looking Toyota, yeah. odd in the sense of you don't expect it from yeah. like the company that was giving us Camrys and Corollas and mm -hmm. Forerunners at mm -hmm. the time. Uh, so 
first you have to explain what it is. Anyone who knew what it was uh, was instantly going to run up to you in the parking lot and want to have a conversation about it because it has a reputation of being a very well-designed, well-engineered car. And so I think the idea was, um, you know, sometimes you'll be on the street. And I remember this happened to me once in Orange County. I was at a at a stoplight and there was a it, right in front of me was a uh, Lamborghini and right next to it was a Datsun 510. And it was like one guy clearly has money. The other guy knows cars. Yeah. And I think with the MR2, whether it's first gen, second gen, is like someone who has it, you're like, they probably didn't have to spend a ton of money, but they know a little something about engineering and cars because it's a very well-engineered car. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I don't think you, you happen into an MR2. You don't just be like, oh, well, that not na- Well, not now, right? You'd really yeah, have to. Yeah, not now. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, you know, you know what it, why it's special. Yeah, I think there was a time probably when these cars were, let's say, 10 years old when, you you know, you were someone who needed a, a $7,000 commuter car and is like, I just need something that I can park easily. I'll just take that. It's a Toyota. It'll be reliable. But nobody's doing that now. It's like if you're buying an MR2, you know specifically what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, future Classic, will it hold its value? Second gen? Absolutely. First gens, I think, are actually going up. They're all creeping up right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Even the third gen, though? I think the third gen has hit its low point and is starting to creep up. They're okay. not going any lower. Nothing seems to be going any lower That's right true. now. But That's true. they're all, I think they're all going up. I What's the first and second gens? This is an interesting thing to me is why they haven't gone up more. Like I said, you know, whether, whatever you feel about the looks, they are great cars. And I would have thought the values would be higher than they are at the moment. And, you know, because Supras, the, those fourth-gen Supras, have yeah. just gone nuts. RX-7's nuts. And the MR2 is just kind of hasn't skyrocketed or it hasn't gone up as fast as I would have thought. Is it to do with the name, maybe? MR2, maybe it's just not a... Is that any less glamorous than RX-7? Yeah, it's just <laughs> <I feel> like, <laughs> alphanumeric. No, I feel like RX-7 is, is better than MR2. No, I think because, again, once you... Once you remind people the MR2 exists, people are like, oh, yeah, MR2. Yeah. yeah. So, no, it has, I don't know, it just isn't in people's yeah. front of mind. I don't know. Um, could the MR2 have ever been made by another brand? And if so, is it or was it better? Could Mazda have made a more high-powered Miata? Miata? Yeah. They did, but not right away. But at that time period, Toyota MR2... Could an American company have made a little car like that? Ford Probe. Pontiac Fiero. Yeah. It feels like Fiero, I mean, Pontiac and Toyota were kind of trying to do the same thing initially. Pontiac didn't really get it right until the very end of the Fiero run when actually people said the 88 Fiero was a pretty good car. They dumped a bunch of money into it. And it really stood up well against the MR2, but they canceled it after four years. Yep. So Pontiac was kind of trying to do it, but they were Pontiac in the 80s, and it just didn't work very well. Uh, you know, I, I would think Nissan, if Nissan had wanted to do something, you know, they were oh, they could have done it. Well, Nissan would have been nice. It would have uh, been over-engineered, like a tiny 3000 GT with four-wheel steering. Yeah, <laughs> Nissan or... complicated That would have been nice. Mazda feels like if, if they had... I mean, they've always been willing to build stuff that's a little bit yeah. surprising. I feel like Mazda maybe yeah. could have tried so, it. So Pontiac tried and failed. Although, yeah, Pontiac being you know more sports-bred, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have a Mitsubishi in there? Are they making something smaller? Because the Probe was front engine, so it's not really the same. Correct, you're right. Well, you're well right. Mitsubishi had the Eclipse and the 3000 GT in the 90s. Bigger cars. Bigger cars, not yeah. mid-engined. And I, yeah. th- so when we talk about building the MR2, I'm thinking it has to be mid-engine, it has to be rear-wheel yeah. drive, two-seater. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I, it feels like it's you know, it wasn't coming out of Europe. 
I mean, Fiat had the X. I think Ford oh, yeah. would have tried. The Fiat, the Fiat and it, X19. Yeah. Ford would have tried, and then they would have made it cute. Well, Ford built the, what was it, the... Um, was the RS2000, that rally car, and they homologated it <laughs> for the street. Yeah. yeah. But that was never going to be affordable, and I, again, no. put so affordable. So if they would have down, yeah, if they would have shrunk the engine and actually made that affordable, mm. that would have been sweet. If they could and have that would have been a competitor. Yeah, if they could have made that at a $25,000 price yeah. point, yeah. you know, in, I don't remember which year that was for the RS2000, it was in the 90s, wasn't but, it? Yeah, it was, uh, but, but that would have been real interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So Ford Europe was doing some cool stuff. They yeah. maybe could have. It's always Ford Europe doing the cool stuff um again to the actual owner and you you've heard the advertisements and they're terrible <laughs> did the car live up to those advertisements those advertisements were pretty easy it's to a exceed, low bar right? I'm not yeah. Saying, yeah. I don't know why you're thinking about it the answer is just yes yeah the, it's the, fine. the car clearly exceeds the advertising <laughs> but you know this is the thing about the Japanese right is like they, they don't as a, and I don't, I don't want to generalize too much, but culturally, they're not into overstating no, things too no, much, no. right? And they so did it's have the pinball commercial though, which is worth a watch. It jumped. This it is, jumped an MR2 in the commercial. I would That's love to cool. know who the ad agency was that did that. It was not a Japanese ad agency, was it? I think it was Sachi because they've had the account. Is it forever. Sachi? Yeah. yeah. As long as we're talking about whether cars live up to what's in print about them, I have to ask, Steve. When you're revving your V8, does it drown out your girlfriend's voice? Well, careful. It's like a pull-down menu. Of so exactly. Many, so I just fun. put you in a corner. No, you can't no. win. And do no. you rev your V8 specifically to drown out her yeah. voice, or is that just a side effect? All right. We'll keep you from trouble. Uh, complaints about your Lotus, Steve, the second gen, my body kit. Complaints about your car or any missed opportunities. Mine should have come with more power. You do that sweet body kit. It's inspired by a race car. I should have gotten a racing-derived engine or something. They only made 35 of them. It's not like they were saving money. So I think mine should have had more go to go with the show. Uh, any complaints about your car, Aaron? Or missed opportunities? Yeah. I suppose I could say that a little more power. I mean, everyone who has a sports car thinks they need to have more power, and, and then you get into the, the need to balance reliability and, and all those things. And it's so easy to get more power out of those cars that it's hard to criticize them too much. You, you, like I said, it's not hard to get to three to 400 horsepower with those. And so, it, it, you know, not really. It was such a well-designed, well-engineered car. I'm going to be a letdown on the answer Weak. there. Steve, your Lotus. Interior. It should have been bad Toyota. Had it should have, yeah, yeah. It, could, it should have been a Toyota. Uh, interior was terrible. Plus, yeah, they the put that terrible. like plastic body on it. Yeah, that you get one little knock and you have to replace. When the Elise came out, it was one of the highest cars to insure because if you got hit the clamshell, they had to replace the whole thing. Uh, interior was brutal. It was slow for how small it was, even though it had that like turbocharged engine in there. But imagine if that was they did like a sister car if it was a. Toyota MR2 yeah. that came to the U.S. that looked like that. That would have been, that been unreal. And it has a little bit of a Japanese flair to it. The kind of front headlights, sort of. Okay, that's so, a stretch. Um, uh, lots of complaints. One of, one, our, one of our favorite new questions. Where do you drive this car now? And uh, what does the owner do for a living? So my car, again, there's only 35 of them. You only drive it to Cars and Coffee. That's it. What does he do for a living? Uh, he probably owns a bank <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> well, this goes back to what we talked about earlier is yeah. who's, who's owning this car exactly. now, right? Yeah. 
this yeah. is your this is your guy who buys it and doesn't drive it. Yeah. 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 yeah these cars are I always said they're they're quick, but they're not fast. You know, so it's, it's obviously if you are lined up against even a Mustang, you just don't have that low end power. But that sixty to hundred miles an hour, they are quick. When that turbo comes on, they are quick. Um, but they're so they're so nimble and they're so light that it's canyons. Yeah, you know, it, they're fine on the freeway. They're perfectly. I like I said, I daily drove mine around L.A. for three years, and they're they're perfectly fine on the freeways. But that's not where they're at their best. Okay. And you're a bit of a renaissance man, so basically, the, for a second gen, you got to be a renaissance man, and you drive it in the canyons. Steve, your Lotus? It's definitely living in the canyon only, canyon for life, my Lotus Elise. <laughs> it's going to be in that, like, orange color. It's going to be... Oh, yeah. not, like, the uh, yeah. day-glow yellow? Oh, no, I go for the orange. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. you're wrong, yeah. but okay. No, okay. And, um, but probably, like... There's no cup holder or anything, so there's nowhere to No, hold. that's a lie. Yeah. There is a cup holder. Yeah, but it's in it's the just a leather strap. It's a leather, like, adult toy <laughs> yes. style thing. You, yeah. you know what, though? You asked about missed opportunities in the second gen. I did not have cup holders in there. I and, love that. Oh, and, no, that's a premium. I, it, no. it is until you decide that on the way to the office you need to stop and grab a coffee, and you're no. driving a stick shift, and the coffee spill because you're that's, trying to hold it between your legs. That's the life you've chosen. It None is. of my cars have cup holders. I, I'm very happy about this that. This is not a plea for sympathy i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying they didn't have cup holders there was a time or two when i spilled coffee on the floor that a cup holder might have been handy no, never um probably my favorite question what's the second car in the two-car garage so you have it now what's your second car steve with your stupid lotus that's not a toyota stop it You're with a cheater. my with my no with my uh you know 2018 mr2 um i would say next to it hmm they're going to have they're going to have they're going to have like a Highlander hybrid. Oh. This is what you would have or this is what no, you this you're is predicting what, the owner this is what would they have. They would have. Yeah, it's not me. Yeah. Well, this what would a, you have? Oh, if I had a Lotus in addition to the Lotus, I'd probably have what would make sense? A Fiat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a hatchback. I would probably, you know what? They'd probably go, or I would probably go, something like a mini or something, just to keep the whole British thing. But you have to, uh, okay, at least like a Clubman. Why would you well, get yeah, two a small club, cars? That's a mini. That's a Clubman. Okay, okay. Yeah. You need some practicality, mini. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Steve doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, and I, I think also if you've got the Lotus, I mean, yes, you have the Toyota engine, the reliability, but everything else is a Lotus. So why not just put something else in the garage that's also going to give you a bunch of headaches mechanically? I mean, I would I would probably know. Hence the Mini. You know what? Or I'd go Range Rover. Oh, whoa. That's left field. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I can kind of see it, actually. Yeah. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, for your showboat I'm, car? <laughs> I'm going to cheat a little bit on this one, and I think the second car in the garage is an RX-7 and a Supra Turbo. And a, it's a fleet, right? It's a really nice warehouse oh, somewhere. You think full. if that guy's got that sitting somewhere, he's got a whole group Correct. of stuff. So you're going with the whole Paul Walker garage. Correct. Here. Yeah, yeah. 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 you've got a GTR. And you've and got all, all the hints. They're all white. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're all a color. And, and probably that Group B that no one's seen. And you, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I think so. Otherwise, uh, if you have this, you also have a, uh, a Tacoma, a black Tacoma. Done. Well, can I just say that uh, – I think for my second car, I would go with what is in my garage now, which is an 05 
Tundra four-wheel drive. See, there we go. It's like the perfect that you can tow with it. It's off-road. Yep. It's it's yep. the it does everything. And then the MR2 is just like when you don't need to carry anyone or anything you except yourself. Any you parking, go to easier to park, yeah. all that. Yeah, okay. I can go to Costco with either of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've okay. established that. Yeah. And uh, of course, the devil's advocate question. Before we jump into of, that, of course, of course, couple questions. Of course, one as of March 10th, 2021, MR2 is not trademarked. Whoa. So if you want to go out and build an MR2 and just trademark it, you might be able to get away with something. Fun fact. Ooh. Two. I love tributes. Would you buy MR2 now if it came back fully electric? I wouldn't buy anything new fully electric. No. Don't, is that, don't care for it. Do you think the MR2 would work as an electric sports car? Is that the Tesla Roadster? Yeah, of yeah, course it would work. Like with an interior. And with things, a proper you know, Toyota <laughs> interior, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, and it works and stuff. But yeah. more or less that concept. I guess. I don't know. What's an electric yeah, MR2 why not? like? I think it's a Tesla Roadster, right? Do you think it would be a good thing? I'll probably call it like the ER2, though, or something to get electric in there. Mr. E2? Yeah, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, of course that would work as okay. a little electric okay. car. Because that's what they're saying is going to happen. Well, They would bring it back. Who's they? Toyota Newsroom. Oh, Are actual. They? <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, you got yeah, me on that one. Yeah, you yeah. got me on that one. That's yeah. their legit press site. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, would you rather drive your pick or the Chevy Spark for a year? The Chevy Spark is currently the cheapest car on sale. That's why we It's about it. thirteen grand. Yeah, and you've got to do everything in that car. Everything. It's your only car for an entire year. It's one of those. And it's, because it's a brand new car, it's really not going to break. Well, like I said, I daily drove my MR2 in LA for three years. How often did it break? It never left me stranded. I never had to flatbed that thing to a shop. Notice how that was a very couched yeah. answer. Yeah. That was. Yeah. It never, I should say this, it never broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> did you cheat on me? I've never been to a whorehouse. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's not I, cheating when they enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> anytime that car needed anything, I drove it to the shop every single time. Okay. It never okay. broke down on me. So I, I'm, I'm so hearing I'm, you keep your car. So I'm taking the MR2. It just never broke down. No, and it's seldom. <laughs> needed any maintenance. Okay. <laughs> um, no wonder it never broke down. It's a Toyota. It's not a Ferrari. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's saying. right. I'm just trying to think. My, I would get yeah. really sick pleasure out of driving a one of 35 car around and every just day. Drive the living daylights just, out of it. Just get rock chips <laughs> all over it. But it's a car that everybody cup, else would just think has got a body exactly, kit. On it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. A couple shopping cart door dings, just a few, nothing and egregious. Just, own, just like downtown cars and coffee. Yes. Just roll in there. Just roll in. Like, What's up? Every fast and furious. So I would take I yeah. would take the second gen uh MR two over the Chevy Spark. But your car, your choice has to be up there in the list of cars that would be like the most expensive, most valuable that you would get no credit for owning. Because everybody oh, would just yeah. think it was a cheap body. I kit. agree with that. And yeah. you would be trying I, to be like, no, I paid like 120 yeah, grand for this. And they're like, no, <laughs> you didn't. This is a six-figure car. You're like, no, that's a $6,000 eBay car that yeah. you slapped some plastic <laughs> <Exactly>. on. Exactly. <laughs> that is very true. This is the least amount of credit you're going to get that's for owning an exotic. That's what we feel when we see your like uh, rear replica Porsche. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I built that with my own two hands. <laughs> doesn't make it doesn't make it, it doesn't help. Are you taking your Elise or a Chevy Spark? Oh, I am I am tempted for that Elise. Um, one trip to downtown LA and that thing is uh, is a salvage title though. Yeah, I just potholes. feel like if I was younger, I'd go Elise and then you could pull it off. 
like getting in and out of that thing with ease. Oh like, yeah, yeah, now it's not a good look for me. Prying you in and out no, of that car, no, that'd be just, pretty good. I'd have to do the hand on the ground thing, which yeah. is never good. <laughs> yeah, and he also has to carry the Great Dane around. Him, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and I got a dog. It's just, but then it's isn't just, that like punks out? It's perfect. Yeah, um, I'm going Spark. Okay, uh, do you have anything else for us other than closing arguments? Um, no, any I think, categories I think, we didn't I get think, to? I think that was anything you want to share, Aaron, that we skipped over. Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, then it's time for closing arguments. You have uninterrupted time to defend your choice. Uh, Steve, you want to go first? Anybody yeah, wants to go? I don't care. I'm obviously correct. You're a cheater. You Every can't. MR2 owner would dream of having the Lotus badge in their car. And then you get the reliability of, of Toyota. You get the glamour of Lotus and Racing Heritage. It's based, And you brought back a manufacturer from the brink of bankruptcy. It's, it's the perfect car. It's the perfect car that the Toyota MR2 wish it uh, matured into. So that's the one you want. And you can explain that to everyone when you get it, which I'm sure they'd love to hear. And <laughs> the, uh, it would be like an MR2 now license plate or something. Yeah. 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 I yeah, get you. I yeah. Hear future MR2 or yeah, something. Or, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll workshop it later. We'll, yeah. we'll get a good one. Mr. Two to you or something. Yeah. Like workshop yeah. our vanity plates yeah. later. <laughs> exactly. For our uh, <laughs> underground MR2. All right, Aaron, hit it. So the second gen MR2, it's from, I think, the most interesting period in Toyota's history. I already listed all the cars that they were making back then. I just don't see any car company making stuff like that anymore up and down the line. There's the whole racing connections with the gurney uh the gurney shop obviously the 222d uh, they were reliable and as i said earlier they democratized performance in a way that i think no other car brand really has ever done before or since i guess you could argue maybe the miata or something like that but again up and down the product line they were just handing people these cars that with not a lot of effort could be tuned out to some pretty serious performance numbers so i i know steve likes his lotus but i like my reliability i like uh I like the idea that it's got a halfway decent interior. Everything works, and I'm not going to shatter it when, like I said, I go to downtown L.A. and hit a pothole. Mm -hmm. Could happen. Okay. Uh, so everything Aaron just said, because we mm. basically have the yeah, same car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yours is like the clown car version. But, so. uh, I mean, obviously the second, the second generation is really the only MR2 to have. First one is hideous. Third one is hideous. The second one is the good-looking one. It's the powerful one. It's the fun one. Add in a sweet, like, Paul Walker body kit, the best Supra wing, but put it on the MR2. That's my car. That's the 2000 GT TRD edition. Uh, that's the one to get. But, yes, as long as you get second gen, you're safe. A Qu shout question out to for our you? fans, though. If they can find a price on one of these, yeah. we'd love to I, know. I'd love yeah. to see that. Like, yeah. I haven't seen anything trade hand recently. That's yeah. crazy. You are going to put your Instagram handle on the side of it, oh! like a decal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I will have to get an Instagram first, fill it with pictures of my car, and then put what? a little you, sticker. If on you it. own that car, your t Instagram handle is totally on the mm -hmm. side of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. and I, you know, Steve called it a clown car, but really, any car that has its Instagram handle on the side of it is a clown car. Awful, just terrible. So you're gonna do it? I have to. Okay, I okay. have to. So don't just find one that's old recently. Find one for sale now, <laughs> and Adam will buy it. <laughs> What's it called again? It's the TRD 2000 GT. It's wow. technically its proper name. It's not an MR2 anymore because it's a special edition. All right. I'm going to find one, and I will put it on our Instagram. Please do. So thank you, Aaron. Thank this you. Has been thank fun. you for coming. Thank, thank you, you for guys. bringing actual information and knowledge. 
And uh, so we'll go back to lying next week. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, uh, we might I do think, a minivan. I, I think, yeah, we might do a minivan. Ask your dad. Let your, can we have your dad pick the next we one? We cannot. Why not? <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> I think it should be dad's choice. <laughs> it is. It is time for my biweekly phone call. So I'll give him a call and I'll find out. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Thank you this both. Was fun. Yeah. Very good stuff. I learned a lot today. All right. I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> Until <laughs> next time, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.